Hey, We Gotta Believe listeners, you can find us every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. You know how I get ready for St. Patty's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple, a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish Apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. All right, we are live, and the New York Mets just took another series. Boy, everything is good. Everything is right again. Just got to play the Marlins uh, every series, and we'll be fine. But uh, all kidding aside, Mets take two out of three, but we have a sour, gross, disgusting taste in our mouth because you know what tastes terrible, boys? Burnt cookies taste terrible, and that's what Cookie Carrasco gave us. Uh, First things first, we have our boy Clemmer on. KFC's out today. He's jam-packed. He's doing an interview right now for KFC Radio. So we got Chris Clemmer on, uh, Mets fan, one of the Frank the Tank handlers at this point, you know, got to shoo away the crowds as his bouncer down in Miami, and a sick son of a bitch who was at yesterday's game on Easter. How are we doing, Clemmer, man? Good. You can hear the disappointment. I, I hear people saying KFC's not on, it's Clemmer instead as they drive off the road. But uh, I apologize to anyone who's disappointed. Um, yeah, yesterday was a rough day at the ballpark. It's funny, we took two out of three from the Marlins. But in a way, I don't know why, I feel like we lost that series. Like, uh, like emotionally, I feel like it's, it's not fair. You can't expect a sweep when you go into any series. But man, that, that last game sucked. Yeah, that was a tough game. Um, uh, we have Kyle on, obviously. Phil's going to be joining as well for people watching on YouTube. You guys will see it. Uh, it does kind of feel like it was at, at like, worst or at best like a two out of four split, right? And it's just because you go in excited. I mean, God bless you for going to the game. And then on uh, Easter Sunday, it's completely cooked. However, looking back, we should have known this because as great as the Mets are on the unofficial American holiday of opening day, they are that bad in terms of the actual holidays that appear in your calendar. Saw this uh, from a tweet in 2021 from Mets Rewind. According to the Mets Media Guide, the team franchise record on Easter is 15 and 22. They also have losing records on Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, Independence Day, and Labor Day. So if you are watching the Mets during a holiday, chances are you're having a pretty bad time. It's basically like watching an HBO series during a wedding. Bad things are going to happen to you. So that's kind of what we got here, and uh, it was tough. Clemmer, by the way, uh, random question. What's your middle uh, name? I have two. Uh, I have two middle names. Yeah, Arthur John are my two middle names. Arthur John. I, I have a t- double middle name as well, Anthony Donald, after both Is it my a communion grandma. name for you guys or what? Both grandpas. It was okay. both grandpas, my mom's dad and my dad's dad. What about you, Plumber? Yeah, placate the family. They wanted Arthur and John in there somewhere. They didn't want me to be named Christopher, so my parents were like, all right, we'll try to do a half measure, which pissed off everyone and made nobody happy. That's fair. And yeah. it's a very random question, I admit, but as I was doing, I was like, Chris Clemmer, CK. I was like, if we had KFC replaced by CFK, I thought that would have been a nice little... Uh, you know, nice touch, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So instead we have the AJ, which that those two initials mean something completely different in my life. Absolute chaos. Um, but again, everything's going to be all right. I feel like uh, I have to say that as the optimistic... Uh, I don't know if the word is positive, idiot, Met fan, whatever you got to say. It's going to be all right because why is it going to be all right? We're just have, we're just going to chill, take it easy. It's the beginning of the season, and we still have our cores light. That's right. Do you get together for impromptu happy hours, catch the game at local bar, et cetera? Sometimes the days can get so crazy you forget to make time for fun. When that happens, you've got to choose to chill. Mets fans, we have to chill. I know this series feels like a loss or a split. It's going to be all right, I think, I hope. And even if you don't think so, just grab yourself a Coors Light. When those mountains are nice and blue, you pop it open the refrigerator, pop open the top, and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light, a proud partner of the New York Mets. Coors Light is what, folks? Cold lager, cold filtered, and packs. It literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, the perfect companion for all things to chill. So pair your plans with an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's keeping New York chill and New York Mets fans chill, which is no small task. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Julesy or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash believe. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay. 
So I think we'll just stay with yesterday's game because we opened with that. Cookie Carrasco. Are we hashtag done with Cookie? Are we going to give him a chance? He's 0-2. Last season with Cookie, I said he was the barometer if we're facing a good offense. Good offense, Cookie bad. Bad offense, Cookie good. 0-2 against the Marlins, not a good start to the season. And his next start is against the A's. Phil just joined. Phil, how are you feeling about Cookie right now? Are you done with him? Do you want to see if he can figure it out as a veteran? He's old as shit. He's had a ton of uh, health issues in the past. So I'm kind of concerned about that along with like all the other shit we have to deal with with Quintana being dead Max not looking great so far our veteran Verlander I forgot he's even on the fucking team or old veterans are not looking good which was our biggest concern coming into the season well the cookies next star is versus the Oakland A's if he can't pitch versus them he can't pitch versus anybody simple as that so next start his career is on the line in my eyes I think last season was a flash in the pan in general, and it got everybody like back on the boat of like his changeup looks good. He can actually be a manageable pitcher at the bottom of the rotation. But like when you have McGill and Peterson who are both fighting for a rotation spot in spring training, and they are easily better than him, it's like what the hell happened? I, I yeah. mean, I think he just got old overnight. I mean, I was I was at the game yesterday, and they uh, you know they show the speed and what kind of pitch it is. Uh, and you know, ninety one mile per hour fastball. You're like a and it's his 89-mile-per-hour changeup. And I'm thinking, like, all right, well, that's not much of a changeup. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty – so I, I, think it's, I think that was still his fastball. And, it's, you know, he, he had a hard time hitting 90 yesterday at times. And that, to me, tells me he's done more than his stats do. Like, he, he's – I think he's cooked. I, I, don't think, I don't think there's any way around it. I, I think he's uh, – and, you know, when Verlander comes back at the end of the month, they have to put him in the bullpen or maybe just yep. DFA him. I, I, I really think he's done. I would like to see the phantom injury if they can't find anything. I believe it was on uh, not opening day, his first start, where like the first inning, his numbers were his his uh, miles per hour were decent, and then it went down the next inning, and then down in the third inning even more, and then even yesterday, the outs were loud outs. They were like the outfield, and then finally, like the floodgates are going to open even against an offense as inept as the Marlins from time to time. He I mean- can't even figure out the pitch clock. He is completely yeah. lost out there. He just seems like he's like treading water barely, and the rest of the Mets fans are just pushing his head down because they're like, "Just go to sleep, just be gone, and we'll find somebody else." I I feel like we're gonna have uh, it's like the uh, the Robinson Cano All Stars. It's just when Uncle Stevie just erases all the, the mistakes we made. It's like Cano, Darren Ruff, Cookie's gonna be there. It's kind of like uh, Clemmer's ex uh, ex teammate there on the uh, the Kirk Minahan team, where it's just the the briefcase with all the ex teammates crossed out. That's the Robinson Cano All Stars. Uncle Stevie just pays for our mistakes. Hey, don't worry about it, Billy. I got this one. Try to find another guy, but. As is always the case with baseball, you know you always need at least seven starters going into the season. The problem is it's like eight, nine, and ten. We don't really have the minor leagues for that right now. I mean, I think Peterson's there. I don't even like McGill starting. I want McGill to go to the bullpen, and I think that's going to bring everything potentially together if if he can handle it. But it's just I I do not feel confident about this team considering we've already – Quintana's gone. Forget about it. If you tell me Verlander comes back healthy and it's fine, I'm still not feeling great about it because Max isn't looking good. And then Cookie at this point, I think you just have to throw him on the IL and hope he just figures it out. But – is there I, any positives about this, Phil? Give me some sort of positive fucking fan graph stat that tells me everything might not be completely shit. When people were talking about Cookie's velo dropping in the first start, they're like, oh, is he hurt? And I thought, I was like, there's no trainer looking at him. He's not hurt. He's just old. And I think <laughs> that's what we have to accept with him. Like, he's not injured. He's just old. This is what he is. Yep. Uh, Clemmer, you know how this is when you just are like walking up the stairs and you feel those pains and you're like, are you just feeling tired? Like, am I sick? Do I have a, it's like, no, no, I'm just old. We're old. Yeah. So that's all I wake up and I have a weird pain. I'm like, what? Oh no, that's right. I I must've just like, I I don't even know what happened. I'll have like a pain in my back or what? I I did nothing. That's a sign (laughs) you're old is when you do nothing and you still get hurt. Yes. And uh, that happens to me, I don't know, once a week probably. And I'm sure it happens to the cookie now. Cookie isn't isn't that much younger than I am. Um, One sneeze away from throwing his back out. I am really concerned about the depth pitching wise on this team. And like, if you look at the Syracuse Mets, their lineup is very strong, but that rotation in that bullpen, especially there's no, there's like no one there. That's like a major league quality reliever. Like there's no one there. That's a major league quality starter. Maybe Hernandez, the guy they got from the Marlins could in theory. Oh, this is the other thing. They Epler signed maybe like seven or so depth guys and they're all on the injured list right now. That's the other thing. So our depth is already gone. 
So we're on the depth of the depth, and it's like April 10th. Yeah. And we, the fact that it's coming, I can't believe it's only April 10th, and we're on the point now where we're looking at all these. We're out of depth targets, and uh, Derb said it perfectly right here. Trevor Williams was able to fill in. I miss yeah. Trevor Williams so much. Who was our Trevor Williams replacement? Didn't we sign? Eliezer Hernandez is on the injured list. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> and Jeff Pickham, who is also on the injured list. As I tell you what, guys, it would have been real nice to have a swing bullpen starter guy that uh, can can stretch out the, the games like uh, like we saw in San Diego yesterday. Thank God Seth Lugo is not pitching against the Mets because I think every fan yes. would have been tearing out their hair watching him just dominate. And yeah, I, I saw Phil, I saw you tweeted that like it didn't work here. It, it didn't work. We tried Matt Starter. It didn't work. It did work. And then people came back and then they pushed him back into the bullpen. And he was a very good reliever for seven years. Well, yeah, like, I don't have any regrets of what he was here. Yeah. yeah. Lugo. Shoving against us might have might have broken me early in the season. It might have that that would have hurt a lot, especially if if he had gone up against Cookie or something, which isn't going to be the case based on the way the uh, rotations play out for this series against San Diego. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lugo is that guy. He's like the supercharged version of Trevor Williams for us, right? He would have been the better reliever or starter. I mean, so far the thing about the guys, the first month of the season. Let me see these guys doing it June, July, August, September, because that's when the guys get hurt who aren't stretched out or haven't really done it as long as uh, a lot of the other guys. But it's it's scary. Clemmer, you said it perfect, and I saw Phil, you, you tweeted, I think Michael Mayer had those stats, like the numbers that these guys are putting up in AAA right now. I mean, it's the first you know couple of weeks of the season, and I don't know what to make of the Syracuse uh, ballpark or, like you said, the balls that they're using in AAA, but yeah. we're fucking raining down there. I guess you can move someone for something, but it seems way too early for that kind of talk. Right? I'm very woke to juiced balls being back, by the way, just by yeah. looking at all the numbers. I and The New York Post brought up like climate change is like why home runs are up. No, I think it's just juice the balls. <laughs> <laughs> the Post is talking climate yes. change now? Yes. That's like a Times article. I'm shocked it was the Post that's bringing that shit up. Holy cow. So, like with, with Mets Twitter or Mets fan base, I feel it's become like politicized. I feel like you're either on the side of everything's great, everything's good, every, the Mets are going to be just fine. And then you have like the Frank side, which is everything's horrible and nothing's good. And I'm kind of like down the middle. I see this team as a team that has some major holes. I don't think they're as good as last year. Um, I'm really concerned about some elements of this team that I didn't have that same concern last year. The back end of the lineup, Cookie Carrasco, bullpen depth. I'm starting to see some things with this team that definitely have me concerned. Well, everyone was saying I was licking Billy Epler's toes because I was telling people to leave Buck alone about not starting Alvarez. Game one in April, when he would have been lucky to be up in September – had Omar Narvaez not been hurt. And I'm like, how can you possibly blame this on Buck? And then they're like, well, he didn't want to bring up Jeter. Well, he didn't want to bring up Machado. Really? Those guys were major league ready. And yes, maybe that was his decision. Billy Epler going and getting Omar Narvaez was a clear decision of that kid's not ready to be up here right now. And now he's up at a necessity. He better be playing DH if Vogelback and Fam continue to hit the way they're hitting. But people are pissed that he's not starting game one in April. Like the trigger hair PTSD of this fan base is ridiculous. So one of the uh, byproducts of me being on vacation, it was the first vacation. I was like, no writing, no podcast. I, like, I think I staved off divorce for at least another year right now, boys. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. I, I'm pretty proud of myself on this one. I haven't like, I didn't ruin any of my kids' childhood by just not being there. We actually did a good job. I have been completely out on Mets Twitter. I don't even go to the community anymore because it's just, it's morphed into something it's it's morphed into a crazy land right now. And teach their own if that's what you do. That's how you spend your time. I just can't do it anymore. I, I saw on tweet, Twitter a little bit of the Alvarez stuff. You're going to have Alvarez start his first game catching Sanga. Right. <laughs> you know, fresh over from Japan, still getting used to Major League Baseball. It's like, no, we'll have him pitch on Sunday. Carrasco's on the mound. Oh, you know, I, I thought that was just a much better fit. Obviously, it didn't look great. Oh, maybe Maybe that's it. Maybe that's my spin zone. It was an Alvarez issue. Alvarez was the reason that the fucking Marlins teed off on Carrasco because he's not a very good catcher yet. That's I. It's funny how your Mets brain can always get the spin zones going on. But it's like, if we're going like, to just enjoy Alvarez, the fact that he's up, I, I expect, what, a 60-40 split with Nito? I think they're just not going to try to run Nito into the ground because I don't even know who's our, who's our next catcher option. Michael Perez, right. who's not even on the 40 yet. 
Yeah. Jesus Christ. Get Kevin Parada. Tell that motherfucker. Oh, you do not want to know what happened with him in his uh, game the other night. What happened? What up? Nine stolen bases. So nine stolen bases. Apparently, yeah. It sounds like a Frank stat, but I saw a tweet about it. (laughs) I don't think he's gonna stay a catcher. So he was supposed to be defensively better than Alvarez. Yeah. (laughs) Alvarez didn't look great yesterday. He tried to throw a guy out stealing and maybe threw the ball directly. They were taking advantage of him. That's what it's gonna be now with the new pickoff rule. So yeah, it is. It's definitely important we saw that. Um, so, and then the other capper yesterday's game that kind of got lost lost in the mix because Cookie was just taking all the arrows of everybody. Uh, Starling Martin got hurt. Is there any update? I, mean, guys, I, I didn't see any update on that one. Did you it's, guys see anything? It's a neck strain. I think he just got whiplash. I yeah. just get worried about him. It feels like that's a dude who's pure muscle, mm-hmm. but it always the wrong muscle gets tweaked the wrong way, and that can lend you know, a little bit of a time on the shelf, which, as we learned last year, when Marte goes down, shit gets bad. Yeah. Especially with this lineup. Uh, this this team needs well, – A, they need someone who can hit lefties. And then, B, they need they need a real DH. This whole Vogelback, rough, well, rough, formerly rough. And uh, fam, I like as a fourth outfielder. This team needs an actual DH that can mash lefties. Now, that's something you could probably pick up at the trading deadline. But that's something this team desperately needs. This that, that, that lineup stinks. They've been that, searching for that for so long, though. Sorry to cut you off, but, like, the last, like, true lefty killer they had was, like, Wilmer Flores in 2016. Like, they haven't had one of those since. Yeah. And it uh, – all right. To be honest, how much does it hurt when every single time I turn – I see a clip about the San Francisco Giants, Wilmer Flores, Michael Conforto, or J.D. Davis is doing something fucking awesome. And I'm just like, man, if just one of those guys were here right now, I think – were we even – was – Wait, did they, they didn't even let Wilmer get to free agency, right? They, they re-signed they, him before he They not him. tendered him because they had J.D. Davis at the time. And he went yeah. to the Diamondbacks. Then he went to the Yeah. Team. No, no, I'm saying over the winter. Uh, I feel like, didn't they re-sign Oh, yeah, the, the Giants extended Wilmer, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it wasn't even an option because you know every Mets fan, we just love bringing I mean, back the guys. Bartolo Colon, I'm shocked we haven't seen his name bubble back up after yeah. during Cookie getting his ass kicked last night. Well, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some sort of – a highlight video of him striking out 15 year olds like every other year. <laughs> so what happened with Dylan Bundy? We signed Dylan Bundy to a minor league. He's deal. in triple that's A, isn't he? What's that? He's in triple A. Isn't he just getting built up? It, yeah. I mean, that's someone I think could step in and I think he'd be a better option than Carrasco. I'm not saying Dylan Bundy's a, a, saving the world. Remember I mean, that guy, that long guy in the bullpen. Cause I think McGill, I'd rather see McGill in this, in the rotation than Carrasco or Dylan Bundy, but you put Bundy in the, in the bullpen that can get you those innings you need to eat up. They do miss a long man in the bullpen just for the blowouts like we had Monday, Tuesday, yesterday. I mean, Nogasek pitched, like, what, three innings yesterday in long relief? Like, they are missing that kind of guy. But and he was good, honestly. Yeah. Nogasek looks, looks good. That Marlins offense stinks. You know, we should be holding those that team to four runs or less. They did that every game but yesterday. And, and, and they did a good job of that. But the problem is our offense isn't very good either. So, you know, at least right now, I think there's guys that – Lindor is going to do better, obviously. But yeah. right now, I think they are dead last in batting average in the National League. That's not are they Are they I dead last in the – oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they're hitting 216, which is last in the National League. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they're facing good Marlins pitching. And the Brewers pitching, I think, is better than advertised. I think it's actually pretty decent. But having said that, you still have to do better than 216. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, and it's not getting easier. Obviously, we have the uh, Padres coming up who – by the way, shout out to the Padres for taking care of business uh, against the Bravos this week. Uh, I'm looking at here. This is just like my way of spin zoning stuff. I said this in my message to you guys. The Brewers, two out of three against the Cardinals, two out of three against the Cubs, obviously swept us. Maybe the Brewers are just fucking awesome again. And we, you know, got swept in Milwaukee, which has been a house of horrors in the past. Maybe I like that last show. They they looked they looked kind of like reminiscent of our team where it's like every guy's going to make solid contact and put together a good at bat. Like I think against us, they hit more home runs than they probably will like for the season, but the lineup looks scary and it looked pretty complete. And it's a stark opposite of like, you're watching that team hit. And then our guys come up and you're like, Escobar can't find a prayer up there. I thought he was going to turn it around after he hit the home run. Cause he's so streaky, but it's like, yeah. I don't even like, when they were getting hits, it seems like they're, the bats are getting blown out of their hands. Like, it's like either solid contact Pete hitting a home run or, like, a little dinker that's dropping in. It's like there's no in-between. 
It's a very weird offense. It feels, again, it feels like last year, and you're going to have the lucky stuff when it does drop in, and when it doesn't, it's just going to be like watching paint dry. Yeah. I don't. We just have to, this is just the way it is. They didn't change the lineup. The lineup was also what it was a third or fourth in runs last year in the National League. So you have that side of it where it's not all bad. Um, but it's like we have a guy like Escobar who is in like the bad side of things, which Conforto did the same thing when he was here, right? When Conforto was hot, he was there was no one better. When Conforto was cold, it was it was absolutely her and Canulfor. Conforto yeah. also was like a great April player for most of the time he was here, even dating back to 2016 yeah. where he had that sick April and ran to Madison Bungarner who broke him. So. Yeah. I mean, and, Escobar, I mean, Escobar does kind of stink. I mean, you I mean, know, Conforto is a, was always a very good hitter for us. You know, if you look at the, the full yeah. picture, Escobar, I mean, he had a, he's a guy. I know he had a good September last year, but overall he didn't have a very good year last year. And this mm-hmm. year his bat looks slow. I think he's cooked too. It's uh, just – I was say it's the same situation as Cano last year where, yes, he's this veteran everyone loves and he's a great in the clubhouse, but at the same time, you have a kid ready to play. It's only a matter of time. And he knows the door's knocking. So, And that's the good thing is I do feel like at least if the Escobar situation doesn't pan out, which it's on its way there, at least there's another. It's like, all right, we have Beatty now. We can bring him up, which – that's why the Correa deal was so fucking nice because it was like, all right, we got Correa at third. He's a righty. He should be able to mash lefties. And then if they moved Escobar, I, I remember when they were the rumors about moving Guillaume, which I think during that double play yesterday reminded us, do not move that fucking guy. Um, but it was like, all right, then like I think Escobar and Vogelback that could have maybe addressed the DH if Escobar was able to match from the right side, like he showed us, at, you know, like in September last year, especially. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I, I get in my own head, too, with, like, maybe the DH, like you said, Clemmer, the DH, if there was a designated hitter, one guy who could just be the guy, but maybe it is something you could kind of just fill the pieces with, like, a platoon because those guys should stay healthier, too, because they're not in the field and stuff like that. But at this point, it's like, I don't know what the fuck. Who's our right-handed DH? At this Tommy, point? Tommy Pham. It should be a good game. Like, if it comes to it, if he's a guy who's going to hit and hit for power – like, yeah, he drove in an RBI yesterday. It wasn't a clean hit, but it's like, that's fine. As long as he's going to put together a competitive at-bat, and then people can stop complaining about Nito catching. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best defensive catchers yes. in the league, and people are complaining about it. And it's like, if we're going to have a defensive catcher, you need to have some sort of pop in the lineup. And if he DHs, nobody should have any complaints. And one of the reasons why Alvarez isn't DHing yet is because they only have two catchers on a roster, and right. Buck hasn't had to do that. And that same thing was happening in Atlanta, where Sean Murphy only started like four of their nine games because uh, Brian Snicker didn't want to use him as DH when Darno was catching. Right. But he didn't have a trouble doing it the other way around. Now but Darno looks at it that way. They just go, why yeah. isn't he playing? And it's yeah. like, and they, and they traded like, a great player for that guy, and yeah. he turned into a part-time catcher. Right. So it's the same thing's going on with the team, team down south. Yeah, no, and it, it it is what it is. And the catching thing makes perfect sense. It's all fun and games until, like, Jeff McNeil's putting on catcher equipment. Exactly. And you know that would happen to us, too. It's like, oh, first game off, rest of and- You know how I get ready for St. Paddy's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels, or... Try Irish Apple, a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish Apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some Proper Number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. It's like Nito just like snapped well, his can, ankle or something. And right. You first can him from the DH to cast, but then you lose the DH, right? Exactly. And then, right. then we'll have a pitcher get hurt batting. It's like, well, no, we used with pinch hit guys until you didn't, you know. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also, yeah. when people complain about a punting lineup, Simula Castro starting yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? <laughs> he is a defensive replacement pinch runner when Vogelback gets a walk. And like, that is pretty much all he should be. Yeah, Nimmo's had two day offs now. Um, he pinch hit one of the games, but he's had yeah. two days where he hasn't been in the starting lineup, and is, we've only played what you know how many games we played ten. That's also like a buck staple where he wants to get all his guys involved, so no one's that rusty. And he did it last year at work; he looked like a genius, and now he does it this year when it doesn't work. Doesn't well, he doesn't have the same happen. talent. Like, exactly. You know, like last year, last year's team was a better team this year. Yeah. I think yeah. a team that let's say they don't make any moves, let's say world deadline, but let's say they have another deadline like last year where they just don't do anything, basically. This is a team that's probably going to win like 85 to 90 games. I think they still get in the playoffs, but 
this isn't the same team as last year. I know it's the same, a lot of the same faces, but I feel like some guys have really regressed. <laughs> and, and that's why. And I know it ended poorly. It ended in the wild card round. Anyone who did enjoy 101 wins last year and how fucking special that was in terms of just the number. You don't get a hundred. In, in the words of Mike Francesa, you don't get a hundred win seasons often. It's a very special year. You get a hundred. Like I hope everyone enjoyed that because it, it doesn't, it just does not happen often, let alone to the New York Metropolitans baseball club. It just is that simple. Who was Kevin's guy? Um, the guy with the long hair, the fast guy. I'm Jenikowski. Like, remember he had a couple moments and it's like, like you said, like that, those things worked last year and Buck looked like a genius. And if Castro's not going to do that, then again, it's, it, it might seem like a very long season. Um, but it, it, it has been a very weird start to the year. Two Marlin series sandwiched around the, uh, the Brewer series. And now we get the fucking Marlins. All right. Back to the, back to the Marlin series, the good side of the Marlin series. All right. It wasn't all bad. Barcelona yeah. ballpark was Saturday. It was an absolute delight. All the guys here were on. Clemmer came in, full full score. Right, you, you kept the the score the whole game. Of course, yeah. I was, I was at all the games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I scored all of them. God bless you, Clemmer. This guy scores all the games. Takes Frank to opening day down in Miami. Has to hear the crowd the screaming that was going on for nine innings every single time. Was it? How was like that experience with Frank down in Miami during like a opening day? He's getting worked into like working himself into a frenzy every single day. He was so on the way there. He's fine. Uh, we got to the ballpark. He was excited. It's opening day, but then we got the Verlander news, oh, and, and he melted down. Uh, but then you know, obviously they won that game. They lose the second game. Uh, he wasn't. He was. He was way more upset when Edwin Diaz lost, and he was way more upset at the Brewers series than he was in Miami. He was relatively, I won't say positive, but for him, pretty positive. I will say though, you guys will never believe what Frank listens to on the car radio, like what his favorite station is. Opera. Close. Country. Yacht rock. Yeah. He loves. He loves yacht rock. <laughs> Holy shit! And his car is immaculate. It looks like it was just detailed. Like, it might be the cleanest car I've ever been in. It's a black SUV. It's nice. Um, clean, uh, like spotless. Like, not even, a, you couldn't even find a crumb. It was completely immaculate car. Wow. Because I remember the old tank cooks and, like, the floor would have some crust on it. You're like, what's going on here? Frank keeps that car clean, though. Good for him, man. I love spotless. to hear it. And, and, you know, you hear some, you know, Doobie Brothers. You're getting a little, uh, you know, little river band. And Frank's in his glory. <laughs> Damn, a Yacht Rock. Cause who was uh, Jeff D. Lowe? Hearing him and like KB are like diehard EDM fans. That completely boggled my mind. And now Frank's here <laughs> to Yacht Rock. Um, so Bars to the Ballpark was Saturday. Definite success. We watched our boy Sanga. Absolutely deal. Uh, we had, so for people that are listening or watching, this year they moved us to the uh, Big Apple Reserve seats, which are right next to the Apple. The Seven Line sits there a bunch. For anyone coming in the future, that's where the seats will most li- will will be, and then if you want to j- get your beers or whatever, you go to the little bullpen, like right behind, uh, like when you come in through the bullpen uh, entrances or whatever. There's so- there's a rep there. You show your ticket stub, they scan it. You get your bracelet. You can scan your ticket stub at the concession stands. You get your eighteen dollars there. We had uh, City Field replica day, which was a fucking sweet ass replica. It was like a bronze. I feel like the Uncle Stevie giveaways have definitely gone up. With the team, right? This was one of the nicest giveaways I've ever gotten any ballpark, honestly. And that's no bullshit. Like, it is it's a really nice thing. It's really detailed. It even has a little apple in there. It was, like, a really nice giveaway. Yeah, it was solid. And then our next one is, I believe, the 29th against the Braves, which is going to be, I mean, that's obviously Braves series. That's a four-game series, man. I am not ready for that series because I, I was thinking about it. Our secret weapon against the Braves that, like, always had me feeling all right was knowing we had Diaz in our back pocket. And he's gone now. So that is, it's, we're going in the tightrope without the safety net at the bottom. But I believe that's Howie Rose. Is that Howie Rose bobblehead giveaway day? Uh, I, I don't know. I think the first giveaway no. is going to be those weird stuffed animals. Oh, yeah, the, right. The yes. Mr. Met voodoo doll. I was yeah. like, what are we doing here? They got X's on the eyes. I'm like, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah, there's a Mr. Met voodoo doll that is April 29th. That's against um, that's against the Braves. And then May 31st against the Phillies. That's uh, Howie Rose sound bobblehead, which I'm thinking of like the Phil Rizzuto. Uh, holy cow, Seinfeld bobblehead. And he has a stack of books because I obviously put it in the books. So uh, get your Barstool the ballpark tickets. Um, now we had a, a great crew out. Everyone was boozing hard. Uh, the first thing I saw when I walked in the ballpark was a guy dressed as a full chicken with a, a Mets uniform on. I'm like, oh, good to be around my 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 people, my crazies. 
Kodai Senga is like the thing when I get depressed about the pitching and start like trying to figure out who our next trade candidate is because we don't have anyone in the minors. Senga just comes out. And again, it's against the Marlins twice. But fucking shit, man. This guy has delivered so far. I'm very happy with him. Uh, And will he go against the A's too next, Phil? Yep, they set him up perfectly, so he has a good landing spot to start his career. So whoever did that, very smart. Yeah, thank shout out Buck for getting that done. Um we went to the game. Pete's hit a couple fuck bombs, which has been awesome. Uh the offense still hasn't been been perfect yet, but like it's, right. it's a little bit like September where it's feast or famine, where they'll have five runs, seven runs this game, then you look up at the next game, it's like two runs, zero runs. So yeah, it exactly. does have that September ish feel last year. I'm not gonna lie. And they play the Sanga Sanga Sanga, which exactly. you know tickles the, the fancy bone of all the nostalgia. Here, Clemmer, you like you were a, a Sanga guy back in the day. We're we're almost the same age. I'm like yeah. the oldest guy in the podcast for once, which is kind of nice. <laughs> oh, Sanga was great. Uh, and nothing better like NHL '94. Yeah, like you know doing that cheap sweep around the net and scoop. No, Sanga <laughs> Genesis is great. Sanga the pitcher is fantastic. I am all in on this. I mean, he's striking guys out. He's he's. Um, overwhelming batters. He's he's making it so these guys, this Marlins lineup, that shitty Marlins lineup, doesn't have a chance against him. And that's what I wanted out of these two series. I wanted more domination. I know we did beat them, what five to two. So you know, in game, you know, so we definitely beat them. But when Sang was pitching, it felt like this is we're just owning these guys, and he would he delivered. I am. I think this guy is really good. I'm really excited about Sang. The ghost work, baby. Can't touch that ghost work. Again, just having a wacky pitch with a fun little marketing around it. Uh, Kevin's trying to make up shirts for it. It's, it's fucking all coming together. It looked too like there's been no growing pains. Like he's cool, calm, and collected. That first inning, yeah, his nerves got to him. But ever since that inning, like he is in his element. And you weren't sure, you know, the ball's different, the mound's different, like what's really going to happen. I actually mushed him at the game. I finally, I sat there watching him dominate the entire game and I turn and I go, I hate to say it, but like he is our best pitcher and it's not even close. And literally the words no sooner left my mouth, he gives up the home run to Chaz Chisholm. And I was like, well, see you guys later. (laughs) Turned around and walked right out. But I mean, it's electric and it's, it's, Listen up, guys. We've all accomplished things we never thought we could. Running your first 5K on no sleep, learning a new language you'll never use, and winning that college basketball bracket challenge, even if it was auto-picked. So why not add cutting your own hair to the list? Wall makes hair clippers that keep you looking your best. And hey, if a winning bracket just isn't in the cards for you this year, at least you'll have a winning look. Get your wall hair clippers at wallusa.com. Wall, you got this. I would never compare him to DeGrom because that's just like not going to be a thing, but the ball has late life out of his hands. And that's where I think he's getting like the domination aspect because it is getting on top of the batters in an overwhelming way. Yep. Um, and I remember then, when Hideo Nomo got to the majors in 95. Yeah. Had that amazing rookie year, but he was dominant um, as, as well, especially that first year. He had some good years after that. But that first year, no one could could touch him. They just hadn't seen the ball move like that. And it feels, I mean, I know it's the Marlins, but it feels like that, that a little saying that, like, guys don't have a chance against him. If he's on, guys aren't hitting him. I, I'm very, I'm, as, and I, I'm also okay with Scherzer. I think he's going to come around. His stuff is still there. He's just giving up some hits. He just hits a wall in the sixth inning every time. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. I, I mean, he's still, like, it's not like Carrasco where this guy, like, is just washed. So, like, Senga and Scherzer, there is some optimism here in that pitching staff beyond the hellscape that is Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Who was the pit? Like, oh, no, it was, um, I think, by the end of the Sven Mats, as we called him. Like, every time Mats pitched, it was like, this day fucking sucks. I hate this game. I hate this pitcher. I feel like Carrasco has become our new Mats now, which much different parts um, parts of their careers. By the way, what the fuck is Matt's doing? I haven't even thought about him. This uh, um, Cardinals. He's, yeah, he faced the Braves in his first start. I think he did like bad, but you don't say. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Steven Matt's five and a third, four earned against the Braves in a four-one loss and a two whip. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, he's still bad. He's still yeah. Bad. He was rough last year too. So yeah, he was he was not great, um, but. Another pitcher that actually has been good in you know limited time and made another fucking big time start, which again, this feels like it was like two months ago and it was only on Friday. It was three days ago. Yeah. Home opener, 
Big Drip comes out, fucking deals, gets the win. And that was a nine to three win. That one felt good. And everyone felt good. We didn't we didn't have like the that wasn't on a Thursday. You have all day Friday to bask in the opening day at home win. And then you go into Saturday. I think we needed that day off on Thursday. I was in Florida. It sounds like the weather was fine, right? We could have definitely gotten that game in. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, was beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, so that I believe is total corruption if you want to look at it. Like, <laughs> like there's there there is no what happened was McGill was supposed to uh leave early and get some rest and be basically leave a day early, but his chartered flight never took off. So he ended up having to go with the team. And I think between a mix of McGill not getting the rest and then the Marlins uh Jazz Chisholm got hurt on uh Wednesday. I think they wanted to give him an extra day. So I think the teams were like, you know what, let's just bang Thursday and call it on Friday. Because Thursday was the nicest day of the week. It was like 80 degrees in New York. It was beautiful. We had a more traditional New York opening day on Friday. And honestly, that's better off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure the people that, uh, you know, had to work on Friday, but were off on Thursday are not happy about that. But, you know, when the other, when the baseball teams want to say what happens, that's how it's going to go. And again, I'm trying to get back to that opening day fucking beat the shit out of the bullpen late. Uh, who was it? Uh, Cabrera had a no-hitter through two and two-thirds. And he seven walks. Seven walks along Four the way. Strikeouts, seven walks, no hits, and they pulled him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, – McGill is – I think McGill's good. I think if McGill can stay healthy, he's good. He was really good on Friday. I No, and, and Clemmer, I don't want him to make it seem like I don't like McGill when I said I want him to bullpen. I just don't think he can stay healthy being a starter, you know? And it's like, if he can, I think he should definitely be a starter. I think that's where the, the value lies uh, for sure, especially when we get Diaz back in the future. But it's like, I'm th- there are so many times where you see those pitchers that just can't stay healthy, they go to the bullpen, and that's how you get an Eric Gagne. I mean, that was a lot of steroids that involved that. Yeah, we, we can do that, too. We can do that, too. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I think the pitch clock might benefit him because they going into the season, they told him not to throw hard. And they were like, stop maxing out your arm. It's going to fall off. And now he doesn't have all that time to gather. So, you know, as much as it's like killing all the veteran pitchers, the young guys who like kind of over, try, tend to overdo it, they might just be like, yeah, just go out and throw the ball and, and play your game. So from first outing to second outing, he looked much better. Because the first outing, it looked like he's still trying to figure it out. But, again, it's the Marlins. Yeah. That's the toughest part of this whole thing. We're not going to see the Marlins again until September. We've right. played 10 games, and we still don't know what this team is because they're playing the Marlins. We know the Marlins aren't good. So. Yeah, we'll take 5-2 and two versus the Marlins. That's fine. Yeah. We'd feel better about it if they even took one game versus Milwaukee. Right, right. But- and they were in that last game when they got walked off on. And mm-hmm. I do think if Diaz, that's like, I consider that the first Diaz game. Cause I think Diaz could just come in, wipe them out when we had to wipe them out. And then you hope to get that run scored, but I mean, whatever it is, what it is. And kind of transitioning from that. I'm not even going to freak out if the Mets get swept by the Padres. Cause I'm telling you, they are the rock to our scissor. I'm convinced of it until it doesn't happen. They were a pain in the ass all year last year. Um, that was the thing. Everyone was saying, well, Frank said they were going to lose to the, Padres that's all we were saying right around the Ulster break I was like I want to face yep. any team but the fucking Padres in the playoffs I don't care how good the Dodgers are I don't care like the Braves have been our boogaboo for years and years the Padres just like that team that just seems to match up against us even though they you know they stay have a great roster but like pound for pound it didn't seem like they were on par with the other two and I'm just if they get their shit pushed in by the Padres. And then even to the A-Series, if they beat the shit of the A's, after then is when I'll start being like, all right, now I can see what this New York Mets team is because my brain is like, either this team is a kryptonite or this team is a fucking patsy. So is that is oh, that a no. fair take to have? That is a fair take. I just want to say the Padres have the best lineup in baseball right now and they're getting Tatis back next year. Yeah. Oh. Coincidentally, after they finish their stretch versus the Braves, because, you know, that's how these things work. But the Padres are going to be a wagon all year with the lineup. I just don't know if their pitching is going to hold up. Well, we got you, Darvish, to for tonight. So, of course, that's the way it's going to line up for us. And yeah. <laughs> well, God damn that. it, Phil! Why can't why can't we miss this guy one time in the series? We, we did. Get a break. We, I mean, just, uh, we don't have to face uh, Musgrove. Yeah, so, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I wanted to face Greasy Musgrove and his fucking. <laughs> why well, there was something on his face? I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it was something, but yeah, we, we do luck out somewhat missing him. But when you luck out, you got to end up paying the guys. Yeah. Clem was saying how, like, all right, I'm going to know how this team lies after the A series. But then we played the Dodgers. So, like, we're still not going to have a good read on this team. Maybe until – and then after that they play the Giants. So, 
maybe then we'll have a better pulse on this team. But I, I feel like we're either paying, playing like really shitty teams or really good teams. Maybe that's just Major League Baseball in 2023. But I, I, the Brewers were kind of that team I thought would give us a pulse. And that's the pulse. We're in trouble. It's a tough go, too, because now it's a West Coast trip. So once we start heading over there, then it's like, well, West Coast Bowl doesn't really count. They're on a totally different time. Who's in here in July? Be like, we haven't seen enough of this team yet. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm making my complete and utter uh, take on the season based on the four game Giants series. That's what I'm going to do. If we're better than, if we take three or four, we're, we're fucking right. going to be in the playoffs. If we take two or four, I'm concerned. And if we lose the series, the fucking season's over. Console the season. That's how I guess we have to go because it, 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 it is a weird start to the season. Now this Padre series. Scherzer Darvish, again, lineup, good fucking Padres lineup, and we know what they did to Scherzer in the playoffs last year. Can I call – all right, can I call it the playoffs? Because I'll call it the wild card round. When there's three games, it's not like the wild card game. I think there is a little bit of a difference. So before the fucking uh, – people get angry about that. What they did to Scherzer, that was when the like the oh fuck moment. That's when I knew I was probably not going to see Hall and Oates live. That's when I knew Frank was going to get to his beloved playoff game live, and we all fucking took the L from there. Uh, Scherzer Darvish – I, I think I just need to see Scherzer just show up tonight. That's yeah. that's basically the biggest thing out of this entire series for me. Um, and then, so we have Scherzer, Darvish uh, Monday, Peterson, Weathers on Tuesday. I have no clue who Weathers is. And then Wednesday, one ten p.m. I love those day games. McGill versus Snell. So we get Snell uh, once again. Uh, Phil, what are, what are, what are we looking at for this uh, in this Padres series for you? Um, I hope the score runs off of Weathers and Snell. I mean, we we did pretty good off Snell in two of the three starts last year, including the playoff one. So there's that. And when it comes to pitching, it's going to be a, a bigger test for McGill where, yes, he had the Marlins. Now you have the Padres who had the best lineup. Like, that's a huge jump going from the Marlins lineup to the Padres lineup. And if he shows up for that, then I can feel really confident about McGill filling in for the foreseeable future. Clemmer, what do you think about this Padres series? Yeah, the takeaway for me is obviously that Tuesday game is going to be the one you we want to try to win, even though Peterson's pitching. But the thing for me is this team needs to start hitting. Um, I, I'm not a big batting average guy, much more of an on-base percentage guy, but the batting average doesn't lie. We're not making contact right now. Even McNeil's batting 250. Like guys, Lindor, Canna's uh, batting under 230. Obviously, Escobar is, you know, hate to say it, Frank was right, but easy out Escobar. He is right. Off now. the show. No Frank is right in here. <laughs> Wait, he, he's right about Escobar. And so you know, you're out of here, Clemmer. No, no, no. <laughs> but these these guys gotta start hitting. Um, and that's that's my main thing is I want I know obviously Darvish and Smell, Snell are both awesome uh pitchers. Snell especially is hard to hit because he'll either beat you because he's too wild, not usually because you're beating the shit out of him offensively, but we need these bats to start clicking in soon. And we're going to Oakland next, and that is a team we're going to beat, I think. But that's not an easy ballpark to hit in. So I, I, I'm just concerned about the offense right now. I'd like to see the offense start churning stuff, getting you know Vogel back, doing some shit, and yeah, McNeil once you know. McNeil getting hot. It's always with the cold weather, too. It's going to be a warm week here in New York. I mean, they're only going to be here for the first three games before they ship us out west. Kyle, what are you hoping for in this Padres series I want to see? Uh, I think we need to see some semblance of top to bottom. If you're not going to hit the ball well, you better do something else well. Like, you better drive the ball in, hit a sack fly, move the batter over, like, runner over something because they're facing two lefties. So right away, that takes Guillaume out of the equation. Alvarez is probably going to get some at-bats. He better get some at-bats. Um, and if if you're going to have like a good turning point, it's going to be against this team. If you're going to have some sort of confidence in the fan base mm-hmm. and in the, the lineup themselves, like it's going to be against the Padres. You need to have something to hang your hat on because you can't just get your doors blown off by the Brewers and then turn around two series later and get your doors blown off by the Padres. They need to put together... I'm even. I'll even just say one game out of the three. I need to be like, okay, this is a professional lineup, top to bottom, where these guys can at least figure it out if they're going up against a good pitcher. That's fair. I remember. I think it was two years ago. They they went to San Diego. I feel like that series was really built up, and we're like, if we get swept in the series, it's going to be a five alarm blaze for Mets right. fans. And they ended up showing up, and it was it was. I remember it was a, it was a competitive series, but they ended up winning a bunch a few games. And I feel like we're kind of in a if there is a sweep here. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. 
Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Like, don't just don't even log on. Oh, just don't yeah, even log on. There's a any team. The season's over regardless. Yeah. And if they lose, if they lose one game in a series, the season's over regardless. Yep. But yep. I just want to give us Ryan Weather stats and we face him Tuesday. He's like the greatest high school pitcher of all time. As a senior in 2018, he went 11-0 with a 0.09 ERA, 148 strikeouts in 76 innings. Oh, my God. And in the major leagues, he's 4-7 and seven with a 5.40 ERA. So just the difference. But he's an insane high school town. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Yo, if I'm Epler, I'm thinking Galaxy Brain, and I'm going to – acquire whatever guy drove the run off of him. Like there's like probably two guys that scored <laughs> that point zero nine to get the run. It's selling shoes somewhere and that's what you look for. Some like you you scored a run off of Ryan Weathers like six years ago. Well how'd you do it? Give a team a speech. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um by the way, I saw the the it's seven ten, seven ten, one ten. Am I crazy? Did I thought we were getting six forty starts this year. Wasn't that announced at some like? point we are I think. No, I just looked up the schedule. It's all rolled games that are 640 so i don't know if that got scrapped or maybe it, maybe it is the road games i don't I know. know the 410 saturday games are only for the first half of the year the second yeah. half of the year they might go to 640 then or 710 i don't know but i know they become night games either yeah. way the pitch clock it's not like it matters if it's 710 or whatever it's like the game's over like 9 30 10 yeah either way that's a, I, I can't lie. Again, as an old, I, I was thinking, like, we can get a lot of these games over before 9 if these things have to 640. But uh, how is, like, you you with the pitch clock? I feel like, has, has there been anything with him in the pitch you, clock? You made one start so far. Yeah. You went, like, five innings because, you know, he pitched in a World Baseball Classic, and he said he needed to be built up more. So he's only yeah. made one start. We're not going to talk about the. We're not talking about that. I'm just saying that's the info Look, that he said. So we made it 45 minutes before that even came up because Kevin's not on the show today. So shout out to us for making it that long. My guy Clemmer, since you uh, filled in so great, I have to ask you. So every year we have my guy uh, for the we this started five years ago where it's like you can't be like my guy's Francisco Lindor. Give me a guy in the Mets that may isn't isn't like a you know everyday starter, absolute stud. That's kind of your guy that you love. Like I love Seth Lugo back when he was before he was going to be the setup guy. And I, I don't know. I just kind of liked him. I liked his name. I thought the name Seth Lugo was basically a, a fucking mind fucking itself. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and then when I found out his nickname was the Puerto Rican. I thought that was awesome. So is there a guy that maybe is a reliever bench player um, that you just kind of like that might just be kind of random? Yeah. I mean, I just say starting off the season, it's been John Curtis. Um, he's looked really good at the pen. They put him in some high leverage situations, which when it first happened, I turned to Frank in Miami. I'm like, I don't like this. Why are they giving this guy such uh, big spots? He's done a pretty good job. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Curtis could be decent. Uh, no good check uh, pitched really well yesterday too, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm enjoying the Curtis ride a little bit. Okay. Um, so I'm with you on that. And I'm going to ask uh, Kyle and Phil. Hat in hand. My guy was Drew Smith to start the season. I still love Drew Smith. He's my Blue Mountain boy. I still think he'd be good, even though he has been a little shaky to start the season. Can I change my guy to John Curtis as well? Because when we came to the game at Barcelona Ballpark, he came out to Voodoo Child. That's the Hulk Hogan, Hollywood, excuse me, Hollywood Hogan entrance song, as well as the old Piazza song. Guy came out, showed up. You have that song. You have my heart. Can I do it? It'll be – I will not change my guy the rest of the year. John Curtis is just giving up bombs. I got to live with it. I got Clemmer in the foxhole with me. Clem and Clemmer. It's like dumb and dumber, but fucking Clem version of it. You can't go better than that. Will you guys allow it? Yes or no? I'll, I, will I mean, not I'll allow it, it, but I'm also just – I hate my guy, David Peterson, after his two stars. <laughs> I, I, I got to want John Curtis now. <laughs> Maybe just John Curtis becomes the official player of the, the podcast. We get him on the podcast. We interview him. Like, I think Colin Holderman basically became that guy before he got traded. Like, we all love the yeah. shit out of him. He got traded. Everyone freaked out, and then we fell in love with Vogelback because he yeah. was a big boy that loved that said he liked donuts. Um, all right, so if I can have him, I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for having, thanks for coming on today, Clemmer. If you'd love to come on in the future, we'd love to have you. I think uh, it brings a different perspective from the pod uh, that that we could definitely use. You're an absolute diehard, you're a diehard Mets fan, baseball fan. Uh, 
the stuff you write. I, I love all your different random uh, lists and stuff you, you write on the site as well. So uh, thanks for coming on today. Give me your confidence right now, one to ten, going forward. Like it's still early in the season, so account for that as well. Six and a half. Six and a half. That's fair, Phil. Mm, seven. Kyle. Seven. Uh I'm gonna go six. They're five and five. They're 500. I'll go a little bit above 500. I'll give them a six. Okay. I'm going seven as well with Phil. And again, that's a lot of the shine. I can still feel the sunshine on my shoulders from last year. You didn't watch the Brewer series. That's why you're <laughs> yeah, seven. That's that's exactly. <laughs> you're, you're watching this season with your Disney glasses on. <laughs> that is a very fair point. But again, one game behind first. Like I uh, remember we kept doing the three games up, even though like that 2021 season, it made no sense. We still were, were three or four, whatever the fuck the thing was. Braves are six and four. We're five and five. Everyone kind of, it's so early and everyone kind of sucks other than the Rays. Did the Rays lose yet? Nope. No, they're, they're not. No. They, they've beaten every team by four runs or more every game. It's they, crazy. They dominate and they have a very easy schedule. They've played really soft teams, but that is wild what they're doing. Best start since I think the 03 Royals were 9 0 as well. So I don't That's know correct. who's who, who's next on the list. Climber, you have to know this one. Who's like 10 0? They passed the uh, 90 Reds were 8 0. And it's they like, went wire to wire to win the championship. Um, wow. 1884 Barons or something. They're competing. Uh, yeah, the 1984 Tigers went 35 and 5. And they wound up winning the World Series. So, like, are we looking at that kind of like domination where this team's going to run away with the entire year? Or is it 03 Royals where they're going to win 82 games? And that's that. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw this in here. Obviously, the stats aren't going to say the same all year. Imagine if the Mets signed a third baseman to $325 million and he started out his first 10 games, 182 average, 250 on base, 242 slugging, 37 OPS plus, and just being a, a bad player. Uh, how would the fans react to that? The so are you telling me that WFN would be taking calls about is his ankle bothering him already? Do you think that's what's yes. coming in? If yes, I'm, I'm just pointing that out. So all the people saying Correa, Correa, Correa. Yes, he'll probably be fine. But if you watched him play these first ten games, ever sign up that huge contract? He's playing like a Met. He's playing like he'd fit in with this lineup right exactly. now. <laughs> <laughs> you would not be very happy people right now with that. Oh shit. So there's your little silver lining of the day, the $325 million that did not get spent that'll hopefully get spent. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely get spent probably next off season uh, with Shohei, hopefully. Um, so there you go. And at the end of the day, no matter what, no matter what the fuck happens in this goddamn Padre series, promise me guys. Gotta believe. Gotta believe. Gotta believe. Thanks boys. Thank Later. you. Post game show call in tomorrow. If you want to complain, get your, all your complaints out.